Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Did you watch the Janet Jackson documentary? I did not watch the Janet Jackson doc. Did you? I have not watched it. I have not watched it either, but I really want to. I've heard from a lot of people that it was really, really good. Um, and and uh, I just did a review, um, not a review, but like a you were talking about her life and stuff. And um, do you know the um, five, four, three, two, three, two, one, one, eh. edit, level up, level up. No, <laughs> but it's um, do you know the 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 numbers? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she doesn't just go five four. Do you know how she does it? Do you remember? How, do you remember how she does I it? I don't. Janet Jackson it was before my time. Oh, it's hard. Five, four, three, two, one. Which is that 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 kind of trips me up. It's like it's like it's like um. This is really hard. Pointing at your alternating pointing at your thumbs is really hard. What do you mean? Like what? Like this. Look. And then this. You're trying to do this, this, and then this. Fast. That's not the same is thing, though. Yes, it is. You're po- I'm pointing at my thumb. I'm saying, how is that the same as this? I don't, I don't get. It. Oh, it just, it just like it's five, four, three, two, one. Edit. So it's kind of hard. Five, four, three, two, one. It's not, it's not the same thing. You, you got me, Mona. It's not the same thing. I was not trying but to. Is, I was um, trying to get you, babe. I was just saying. I don't. I, I don't. I, it, I is, it, it, I is, it is hard. The correlation it's, it's you mental were dexterity. Uh, it's um, it's motor skills and hand-eye coordination. Well, and you have none of those, so that's why it's very hard for you. Um, how are you doing? Oh, God. 
Um, well, I'm doing well. How are you today? You were bundled up. You were in your house with your coat on. <laughs> you just had your bag set. Cause, ja- Cause Jacob's up in here, fucking with the well, the air conditioner is being weird today. We have to get our air conditioning fixed and our heating fixed in our home. Um, and wait, Jacob, and, break it. Why do you say Jacob in here being what? Well, Jacob keeps it cold in the house, anyways. Like even if, but we have, but even outside of that, we haven't had we haven't had heat in our home for. Like how long, Jacob? Maybe a month. Like a month. We haven't. We oh, haven't had heat in cold in LA too, girl. I know my sweet my sweet baby has been here by herself in the in the fruit. But honestly, Jacob lo- Jacob's probably loves this shit. Jacob's probably like <laughs> Jacob's probably living his fucking dreams in the in the Arctic Circle in here, walking around like one of those little um fur balls and um and frozen, you know the the little rocks. Oh. <laughs> like, 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 uh, like, 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 I see that you're up. back in LA, so you've gotten over your COVID. So, which means you're in a better mood this week. Because last advice, or you, you were, you were. I, I did not, I did not say I was in a better mood. Let's just start with work. that. You said well, that. I never said I was in a good mood. Strap on in, y'all. We're in for a bumpy ride. Yeah, I, I never said I was in a good mood. So let's, uh, let's, let's get that crack a lacking. I also got my tooth fixed. What? Can we comment? Oh, now you're afraid to talk about my tooth. Last time you Can were. Can we you, comment you on it, the... or are you are, are you gonna are you gonna persecute us for for saying that your that your fixed up tooth looks nice? Oh, I see. Well, I see. This is the way that you um handle me t- setting my boundaries. Work. Um, I've got my tooth fixed. Good for and, you! Yay! Um, Salutations. That's. The... Well, I don't know if that's supposed to sound sarcastic, but it does. Um. But also, it was weird because I, I got my tooth fixed. I remember back when I was um, when I, during the episode, I, all the well, it was weird because during the episode, all the comments kept being like, "Bob, it's literally like a thirty-minute thing on your lunch break." And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know what tooth tooth chippings y'all have gotten fixed, but it is, it is, it is, it is a longer um procedure. How long did it take? It is, it's not like a clear. Getting your tooth fixed. If you the way I mean the way that I chip my tooth. First of all, as a reminder, it is it is that it was not that that was not my actual tooth. That was a fake tooth that broke. So they have to remove the old tooth and then put on the new um, new tooth. You have to get rid of the old the old fake tooth, which is which was again not a tooth, and you have to drill it down to just my actual tooth underneath, which which looks like a little tic tac, and then they have to make this tooth right there in the um in the office so how long did that take maybe like three hours maybe right. and then i have to and then i have to come back in two weeks and they're gonna pull this one off because this one is just made of plastic it's your it's your, it's like it's like the little, the little placeholder until you get the the porcelain yes so this is just a plastic tooth that the doctor um makes right there in the room and then um and then i'm gonna have my my porcelain batty tooth which I cannot believe. This is my fourth time chipping this exact same tooth. This well, I think you need insane. to go to to whoever's making that tooth. They are using uh, shitty materials. You need to get that shit made better. That is that is not that is not the case. Okay, my first time I chipped my tooth, it was made um, from from natural sources. <laughs> it was it was it was made of it was made of tooth. The first time I chipped it, but I fell off my bike and I like my entire the entire weight of my body crushed my face, so my tooth popped off. Oh, and so then the second time I got it fixed, off. it literally it was popping off. The second time I got my tooth fixed, um, they actually 
they the um they they kind of just filled in the bottom half instead of actually this is one of those little 30 minute procedures people talking about they filled in the bottom half but it was too much you can't fill in like i think when normally when people fill in the chip is like this those of you watching like I'm holding my hand. And then they'll fill that part in with the stuff. But bitch, I was missing this. And they tried to fill all this in, just like uh, adding it on. So, and also, um, my teeth weren't done growing. I chipped my tooth in third grade. So my teeth were still growing. Got it. To fit my head. So then the tooth chipped. And then I got it fixed in 10th grade. And that lasted me 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I guess it just you know fifteen. I guess fifteen years is about as long as a as a as a tooth will last. They say about fifteen twenty years, and then this time I it was I got I got hit very hard. I mean, my doctor looked and he was like, "This is why I chipped, um, like five of my teeth." Wait, this past time? Yes, because he was looking. He goes, "Yeah, you missed a chunk here. All these three down here, all missing a small." And did you not piece realize you're missing all right. these all these pieces of your teeth? Yeah, I told you back that day. I said, yeah, I chipped a lot of my oh, teeth at once. No, and I, bitch, I thought and it was I, just um, the one. No, I, none of us knew that. I thought we all just thought it was just that one. I, I, I told you. I think it's even on the podcast. I said I chipped, I chipped several of my teeth. I hit the door really, really hard, and um, I mean, it, it, it cut my lip. My lip was busted. I, I got hit very hard. But we're also proud was, of you for being so vulnerable with us and sharing your teeth journey. Because when we did the one about dentistry, you weren't willing to share now and i think we're all grateful that you feel comfortable enough to share in this moment um what are you doing <laughs> i am in portland um because this was a christmas gift from andy to come and see chelsea handler here and bitch literally this after the show was supposed to be tonight and literally this afternoon about twelve thirty, he got an email saying that chelsea handler has canceled the show tonight so I am we are literally just in Portland fucking around. Just hanging out in Portland. <laughs> I am so bad. I'm so mad. Well, I'm sure Chelsea probably had a very good reason to cancel I'm the show. I'm sure she did. That has not changed my feelings that I am upset. I I recently uh, there was this woman on uh tw- uh on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere, Reddit or somewhere, take down I don't know where she was, but she Basically, has gone to see Adele, I think, four times. And every time she's gone to see Adele, Adele has canceled the show. Like, Adele was, like, coming to Florida. And then she flew to London to see Adele. Adele canceled. And then, like, it was, like, and it's, by the way, it's, like, a few, the few shows Adele has canceled in the past year. She just happened to have a ticket every single time Adele canceled the show. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't sound annoying as hell? That's really annoying. Did you tell everyone that you... You didn't tell them about your why how you missed her show last time in New York City. Uh, I think I did, but I'll say it again. Or did you? I don't know. I can't remember. I think I'm pretty sure I did. But um, so Mateo Lane, obviously, you guys don't be talking about Mateo Lane very often on the podcast. He's a very good friend of Bob and myself. Um, he and Mateo was opening for her, and Mateo and I were, were chatting on the phone. And he was like, "Monet, guess what? I'm opening for Chelsea." I was like, "Shut up!" I was like, "Mateo, I will fly to come and see you do it, but also meet Chelsea." And he was like, "Bet, do it." Literally booked my flight. And uh, when I was and to New York, it was like a month later when I finally when the day come the day of my flight was delayed. And I, I mean, no, I ended up missing my flight. And then when I got on the next one, it got there too late and I ended up missing the whole thing. So I did not see Chelsea Handler that first time. So, so, so Andy got me this Christmas gift, knowing that information and surprised with this trip and she canceled. Well, that's wild. I, that sucks. I hate that happened to you. 
Um, but your birthday's coming up, and you all can go see her again, probably. Yeah, Andy rebooked them for for one of the dates in May, but he got like the whole meet and greet experience and like, all that stuff. And the, at the show in LA on the in May, she's not doing a meet and greet, and none of the good seats are left. It's only like the fucking nosebleed and that's the seats that are left. Well, no, but even, so wait, so they just give you a refund? They don't like try to. They don't. It's not like Delta. They don't try. To, they don't work on rebooking you. They just give you back your money. No, well, they said that she's gonna be in here in March, but I can't. I'm I'm not available in, for the dates so that she's coming back in March to Portland. That sucks. I'm sorry that that, that sounds very annoying. That sounds. I, that, I would be very upset. I um, I I, I recently got a uh um uh like a, a offer for a gig. But it was on the same day as my show in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Now, b- bear in mind, I have a sneaking suspicion that me and um, Chelsea Handler are not uh, doing the same size venue. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a feeling she's probably doing something a little bigger than I'm doing. But that being said, um, I, you know, me and my manager were talking. They were like, "Do you want to like this is it's a TV offer? You should can't." Now they were saying you should. They said it's it's not unheard of to cancel yeah. your gig, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's sold out." And like, I don't know how far someone's driving. I don't know if someone yeah. got tickets. Like, I don't I don't know what someone is doing to come see this show. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'm I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna stay. But it, it was great. But I, anyway. Long story short, I was like, I, I don't want to cancel the show. It feels bad. And it was it was like it was uh, the show's on the ninth. I don't know what time this is airing, but the the show in San Jose is on the 9th of February. And today is the fourth. So and, and it was like, I think I got the, the offer on the second. So I was like, it just seems um it's like such a short amount of time. Yeah, for it sure. It felt bad to cancel the show. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's Chelsea. That's why you're a queen for the people, Roberta. And Chelsea, what is Chelsea? <laughs> She's a cunt for America. I'm kidding. I don't know. I love Chelsea. I, I still love Chelsea. And I'm probably, hopefully I get to meet her or see her sometime soon. Um, Girl, her and Joe Coy are just, just Kiki and, and Kakaklin. Apparently they're together. I didn't, ASAP Rocky and uh, Rihanna, uh, Joe Coy. And, and Chelsea. Who else? Is there, is there another power couple I don't know about? Um, Jekyll and Hyde are dating each other. <laughs> I was like, if I'd be, there probably is gonna find. I, mean, I think there was someone else that was dating. I was like, what? Um, Kristen Stewart is, is married to someone famous too. Is she? Or Kristen Bell? Yeah, Kristen Bell. Oh, but uh, her and Dax. Let it, the, the, her, the, the, do you want to? Do you? The, do you want to build a snowman girl? Yeah, her and Dax Shepard. But they've they, they've been they have like kids and stuff. They're like they've been doing it for years. Yeah, but I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm, I clearly don't follow celebrity relationships. Um, the only, I guess, the only celebrity relationships that I really know are the ones who are like, um, I don't know, like being together as part of their thing. Oh my god, have you seen what Kim and Kanye are going through right now? Yeah, and uh, and Kim, well, Kanye tried to, Kanye posted a picture of uh, a screenshot of Northwest on TikTok, and he's like, "Can somebody please advise me what to do?" Literally asking his fans um, because uh, about about my daughter having a TikTok account that I. Don't want her to have etc and kim posted kim got at that ass and was like well and like laid him out and everybody was like kanye stop kanye said this since this is my first divorce no no we got to read it like it's coming in like 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 it's a letter straight to us dear dear bobby monet Monet, since this is my first divorce i need to know what i should do about my daughter being put on tiktok against my will sincerely um all falls down (laughs) (laughs) 
well all falls down. You know, I got to be honest. If you, divorce sounds pretty tough. Mm. I got to be honest. Divorce does not sound good. That sounds like a really hard thing to go through, and I'm very sorry that you're going through that. That being said, you know, this is a real time to co-parent. You got to find out what it means to co-parent. And apparently, I'm assuming I'm assuming you don't have custody of of your child because this. Uh, it seems like um, the other parent. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Are they straight? Do you know? I don't even know if they're straight or what their gender identity is. For some reason, I feel like the way that he like worded his question, I feel like he has a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Something about it, right? Something about those very few words reeked of money. Um, I'm gonna say maybe uh, talk to your lawyers. I know divorce can be messy, and I don't know if you're in one of those divorces where you're not allowed to speak to each other. Sometimes divorces get really messy. You're gonna have to just talk through lawyers. Talk to your lawyer, but. I, I I don't think you can stop the 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 other parent from having a social media account for their child. This seems more like a thing, a moral uh, a issue of ethics than some sort of a you know. Uh, it seems more like like ethics. You don't want you don't want this. You don't want your daughter on Instagram more so than just the mom. Just like I disagree. I, know, I disagree. I think that I think that you can pursue legal action and you can sue that bitch and get your kid because if you if you don't want your 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 daughter on TikTok. How old is your daughter? TikTok is for people 13 years or older. So if your daughter is under the age of 13 and they are on TikTok, you can pursue legal action against your former spouse for giving them an account and get your kid back because that parent is being irresponsible for giving someone who is not of legal age to be on the app access to the app. Because there are inappropriate things that well, happen on do. this app. There. Well, we don't know how we don't know how old his daughter is. Um, his daughter. His daughter, he, is, his daughter is eight years old. Is thir- say say it. You have a microphone. She's eight dude. years old. How old is? Why, why are you looking at me like that? His his daughter. Why did you look at me? His daughter is eight years TikTok old. Just looked at me like he was exhausted. His daughter's eight years, eight old, years old. So she's not supposed to be on TikTok. So there are inappropriate things that happen on TikTok. Bitch, I go on TikTok and I am bombarded with dicks and, and assholes and fucking people twerking and people assholes. <laughs> I th- I think you're on Pornhub. I think you're on Pornhub. <laughs> So, I think that it is inappropriate for your daughter to be on TikTok under the age of 13, and you can pursue legal action. That's not right. Well, maybe it's just one of those TikToks where someone's filming the child, but she's not actually doing it herself. Because pe- children can't, pe- people film their kids on TikTok. No, it's all not. The time. No, this, this, I, I've seen the TikToks of this. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I've seen all falls down kid on tiktok before and i oh. and i've seen her like oh she's she like a, she like a tiktok like a like a like a kid celebrity or something i think so and i see her do her own tiktoks like to the camera like her like hey tiktok how you doing well listen i definitely think that your best line of action is to it seems like clearly there is a um a, some contention between you and the mother of your child mm-hmm. or the other parent, yeah. depending on who that is. So, yeah. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com. 
the place to find a place. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Girl, part of me wants to be like, Kim, we all told you. <laughs> that Kanye West is a crazy ass nigga. That Kanye West was wild. Like, the, you... But you also can't help who you love. You can't help who you love. You, you you love who you love, and that just is what it is. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, For sure. So this was, I mean, obviously we're doing a bit. That was uh, what Kim, what Kanye West posts to the world. I guess since he's asking for advice, we thought we would lean in and give him a little since he's, since he's asking everybody. Um, and this is what uh, Kim Kardashian wrote back. She said, Kanye's constant attacks on, on, um, on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikToks North might create. As a parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our child, I am doing my best to protect our daughter while also allowing her to express her creativity on the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. From the beginning, I have wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because it was it yeah. is because it is what is best for our children, and it saddens me that Kanye continues to make it impossible every step of the way. Um, what's the next part, Jacob? I wish I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately, and hopefully, he can finally respond to the third attorney he's had in the past in the last year to resolve any issues amicably 
I mean, I I do not know these people. If I'm being honest, I mean, I was being a little slow before. I, I don't know these people. I do not know um, what's hard for who, but um, what not I do know is that um, I said she would have worked. Yeah, she was like, as the one who's paying the bills around here, part of me is like, I mean, I, I think Kanye West has openly said that he struggles with mental health. Yeah. It is probably very hard to co-parent um, with someone who's in the throes of their um, mental um, illness. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, especially someone who is volatile. Kanye West has a history of being um, publicly volatile. You know what I mean? And I also think that it, um, I'm not a parent, but I just have a sneaking suspicion that having your parenting judged and critiqued by not only strangers, but the other parent who is not there doing all the parent stuff, um, is probably very hurtful. Like I, I can, I can imagine how upset I would be if someone were judging my parents. Well, Kanye said this. And- even, even, and even if you are making a mistake. It's just it's just something about um having your parenting judged and so harshly is um is probably upsetting. Kanye said this. What do you mean by main provider? America saw you try to kidnap my daughter on her birthday by not providing the address. You put security on me inside of the house to play with my son, then accuse me of stealing. I had to take a drug test at the Chicago's party because you accused me of being on drugs. Tracy Romulus, stop manipulating Kim to be this way. Girl, I'm like, you know, part of me, I'm like, stop, stop putting y'all shit publicly. But I'm like, they literally live their lives in the public. Um, so like they can hash this out in public if like they so please. Like that's their business. But I'm like, girl, everybody It doesn't sound up. like they so please. It sounds like Kanye so pleases. Like it sounds like Kim's trying to just like live her life yeah. with her child. And it sounds like Kanye West is like trying to be like, I'm gonna fuck up Pete Davidson. Um, Did he say that? Like, yes, he has a song lyric that says like God like gave him life so he can beat up Pete Davidson. I didn't see that. Meanwhile, he's still he's, he's like God. He's, he's, it, it, was it was something I can't remember. It, but it was something like God gave me a second chance so I could beat up Pete Davidson. Like it's like he's acting like it's wild. Word. Like girl, it is wild. Well, Kanye and Kim, if you guys want to submit more questions to sibling advisory. Bob and I will be more than willing to help you guys uh, uh, get through this divorce in an amicable and a peaceful way. And um, just join the Patreon and we got you. I have n- I cannot even imagine going through a divorce this public with custody hearings. I know. And with I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm I, I'm not team anyone because I don't know these people. But like, I tend to be like Kanye West is messy. Divorce just like, divorce just, just sounds so messy. Like if if I ever get married to someone, I just do not like. I I, I mean, I, I I don't know their business. I don't know how hard they work to preserve this. And again, Kanye does struggle with mental health things. I'm just like, but again, staying in a relationship that you're not happy with that's crazy too. I don't know. I'm like, which I don't know. Divorce just sounds so crazy. Like I would have tried to avoid, avoid divorce at all costs and just try to make it like a thing. Like try to make it work. I don't know. I, I think I would. I don't think I would avoid divorce. Of, uh, that's hard. Avoid divorce at all costs. But I would. It, it'd probably be be tough because, like, I, I'm, I'm, again, this is all conjecture. But I feel like when you're at that point where you just know yeah. it's not going to work out, yeah. and you're like, "What do you do? Like, what do you?" I was I was talking to um 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 Ezra's dad, and he was because Ezra's he was dad talking, and mom like, divorced. He was, he, yeah, but he was just—he was just saying—he was just saying a lot. He was just saying like we were talking like about something. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like divorce is. Re-, he was just saying divorce is really tough. He's like it's just 
It is. I could imagine. Very, very I could tough. imagine. And you know, like all kids, like when, like you know, all kids who have parents who divorce, you're like, no, stay together. You don't want it to happen. But I'm like, I'm sure they're not just like, yeah, let's just do it. I'm sure it's like the last resort. I was like, I cannot be with this person anymore. We have outgrown each other. It's not working. We have to separate. But obviously, kids are like, no, mom and dad, please stay together for me, bitch. Fuck you. I'm not happy. Did did you have to? Were you a kid? Did you have to go through a divorce? Or are your were your parents? Like, yeah. Have they ever been divorced? Yeah, anything? yeah. My parents got they were. Yeah, they got divorced after eleven years. Was that tough as a kid yeah, going through yeah, that? Yeah, it was tough. Like you feel like you feel like you're in the middle of it, and you obviously want to want to stay together, and you're kind of confused as to what's going on, and yeah, it it, it, absolutely, it absolutely was tough. You know, I I I don't I don't want them to divorce, but they're friends now, and my mom still takes care of my dad, and she like does things for him because you know I he she was like his first they were like each other's first love and shit so they're still friends and they still help each other out and he comes over and he seasons me that other partners no my dad does not have another partner my mom has dated since but she's single now do you say she seasons meat for him? Yeah, that's a, like for like for Christmas, like she like he'll like come over to the house and he'll like season the meat for her. Like she just seasons it. She, just, she doesn't cook no, it. She just seasons no, he'll, it. He'll season meat for her because my mom doesn't like seasoning meat, so my dad oh. will do it for her. Wait, so wait, <laughs> so, so he'll he'll see. Wait, this is wild. So did your so your, did your mom likes cooking. But she's like, it's just the seasoning of me. I yeah, can't, for example, I can't, I can't for like, like Christmas is like a turkey. My mom was like, this is such a, this is a big animal to season. So my dad will come over the night before and he'll season the turkey and the ham and stuff for her. And not the ham, because you don't season ham, really. Um, he'll season the turkey and the other, because again, it's very West Indian to have like eight different meats. Which for Christmas, we have turkey, ham, goat, uh, uh, lamb, uh, uh, it's crazy. So my dad will come and do all of that the night before and then come over the next day to eat it. Not Monet's white upbringing. Mom, mama not seasoning chicken. What? <laughs> like, How is that a white I, upbringing? I just don't want to season. I, it's a joke that white people don't season their food. Oh. <laughs> Your mom's like, Bitch, I'm not seasoning this shit. Mom's like, I don't like it. I don't want to season this food. <laughs> not Monet's white upbringing. <laughs> With the lack of seasoning in the food. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of agree. Yeah, but there's the um, were are, were your were your mom and dad amicable? Were they were they were they friends? Was that was that tough for you? My mother has never been married, and um, and, and so she, her, her and my father were not married, and um, they were together when I was born, mm-hmm. but they were together for like, for, but I was a baby when they stopped right, seeing each right. other, and I don't, I have no recollection of my parents. I have no memories of my parents being together ever. I couldn't even, I cannot even imagine my mother <laughs> and my father dating. It doesn't like, the, it, there's just, it, it just seems it would be wild if to imagine Frank Bridget. And Martha Caldwell as an item. I can't believe she ever was like, "Oh my God, Frank, I love you so much." I, that sounds wild. Seeing my mom be like, like putting her arms around my father and like, that would be <laughs> like, I literally can't even fathom them holding hands. Really? Wait, wait, they're not like enemies. My my, par- my parents are not enemies, but they're 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 they are great friends. But my my parents have just always seemed like literally like like friends. Or like, like it, it, my my father is like the, the the his connection to my mom mm-hmm. is just like some guy who lives in the neighborhood. Word. But he's my father. I could, I mean, not even. I just it is imagining Martha Caldwell and Frank Pridgett holding hands, kissing, <laughs> loving each other is so funny. Sometimes my my dad will say something like, "You know, I still love you, girl," and she will just start laughing. <laughs> 
I love that. Like she just, she just like, she just, she's like, boy, you, you, Frank, you know you funny. You, you still doing jokes? <laughs> or, or one time, I think my dad's wife was like, "Don't be trying to get with Frank." And my mom was like, "Who? <laughs> get with who? Frank? Frank?" Okay, my parents. Let me make y'all a place y'all can go. My parents were very Monet's father season the season the meat. Let's get y'all a place. No, no, my my parents were very affectionate. That's why I feel like when when they were when I found out about the divorce, it was so shocking because they were very affectionate. Like they were very lovey dovey, kissing her. The only thing my parents, but but I don't. It was because my dad would always fall asleep in the living room, so he would not sleep in the bed. Like my dad would always fall asleep watching TV on the couch. So I I feel like I, I never saw my dad sleep in the bedroom ever. But yeah, mm-hmm. but every other, other other than that, they were I mean, they would also, like kiss and dance around and like like normal. It was very strange. Shout out to everyone who falls asleep in the living room. Big shout out to everyone who falls asleep <laughs> in the living room because that shit is great. Falling asleep watching TV in the living room is great. All right, yeah, we're let's half listen, an hour let's in. Get we need to, to give some... somebody advice. We need to give somebody advice out here. We just gave Kim and Kanye, or sorry, All Falls Down and uh, Keeping Up With some great <laughs> advice. Keeping up with the K. I have the first one ready. All right, hey, here we Mama go. Renee, um, so I'm currently seeing this one guy. He's really hot, really nice, really sweet. Like, it makes you wonder what size of ring he wear. But the current issue is that he seems to be very conservative. Like, girl, build the wall, build the wall. Girl, I'm Mexican, so that that's not flying with me. But he's like, he's just like really such a really good guy. Except for actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he's not a really good guy. But I'm just not seeing seeing it. But I'm very confused. What do y'all think? Sincerely, Monet's mate. Monet's mate. Did he say Monet's mate? Monet's mate. What do you mean, sincerely, Monet's mate? I don't even get that. Sincerely, Monet's made. Oh, Monet's made. <laughs> oh, Monet's made. Oh, God. What, what was her name? Uh, Erica. What was her name again? Julieta. Julieta. Julieta that found you, girl. Julieta uh, hunted you down. It is dick. It is very easy to get hypnotized by dick, but this conservative ass nigga, you, y'all values never align. So if you're not trying to pursue a relationship, fine. Fuck him all you want. Fuck, slurp the nut out of out of that conservative dick. But if you're trying to pursue a relationship or something romantic, you know it will never work out for you. This person is a conservative. He's talking about build a wall, go back to your country. Um, you black Mexican bitch, get out. It'll never work. So don't even entertain it. But if you just want to get some conservative nut in your gut, then go for it. And we don't usually do one, but can we please do a what made Monet say this? Slurp the nut out of that conservative dick. Um, you know, it. I will say it. This is all conjecture. I do not know, but it sounds like you're just enamored with how beautiful this man is. Because you're like, because even though you're not said, there's something about the tone of your voice that just sounds like he's hot and you don't want to let him go. Um, I think that having someone whose political um, ideologies are at least similar to yours is important in terms of relationship. For sure. Um, like, for example, me and Jacob were both having a conversation and we were like, um, we could, if if one of us became devoutly religious, like if Jacob became like Orthodox Jewish or if I became, if, if I went back to being like a Southern Baptist, she went back to being it a would man. be very hard. 
Uh, she went back to being a Baptist, a Protestant. Um, it, it would be very difficult to yeah. pursue, to keep the relationship going. It would just be hard. But only on, um, but only on religion? And, or are you, are you just using that as an example? Well, that's just one thing that we've said. That's just that, that's just the conversation that Jacob and I have had. We haven't had the conversation about if I became a Tory or if I not a you Tory. Know. Not back at you from into the chat, girl. Yeah, I said that so you would feel more comfortable. I know how, I know how British you are. Um, but yeah, I, Ma- Mary. First of all, you said it seems like he's conservative. So like, no, is, is he conservative? He, he or knows. Is he-, he knows. It's you know when you know when somebody's conservative. He he's he thinks seems like. So it doesn't feel as as daunting and as shocking, but bitch, you know that motherfucker is conservative. You know. I mean, I, I think I mentioned before that I have a friend who was dating a guy, and then when he found out that he was basically like um like a Trump sympathizer, he was dating this guy, and, and then like they were just like hooking up and like having fun, and then one day the guy was basically like he just in passing was like, I don't see what's the big deal with 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 Donald Trump. No, like. I think he's doing a great job. And then that's when my friend was like, we literally, I think he literally like just drove home that day and never spoke to him again. It was, it was something like that. Yeah. It was like, he just, cause he knew that they weren't going to be able to, they weren't going to be able to see eye to eye on, on things down the line. But, 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 you know, now thinking about it, there are people, I forgot. There are like three examples that I've heard of, especially on the view. They brought it up. There are couples who are, one is literally serving in on the fucking Republican side of, of, of parliament. The other one is, is, is a Democrat. Like there are three examples of that. So it is possible to have someone that you fundamentally disagree with politically. Like that is possible. I, but I know for me, I just, that just could not, if, and if I found out tomorrow, Andy was fucking masking that he was a fucking, uh, uh, what you call him? A fucking proud boy. Could you imagine like that, that, that would just never work. Never, never. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm sure somewhere there's a blood dating a crip, but I don't <laughs> think that means that um <laughs> that they're gonna that they're gonna want to pursue that. Maybe those those people are able to push their their uh their feelings aside, uh or their uh you know political views aside. Yeah. I would not be able to. Not a blood versus a crip, Bob. That was good. You're funny today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I wanted to ask you both about apologizing when you don't think you've done anything wrong. I'm a queer woman in my 40s, and my wife wants me to apologize even when I feel 100% right. She doesn't want any I'm sorry you felt sort of statements, but a genuine apology, ideally with the behavior change attached to it. 
How do you handle apologies when you're sure you're right? Thank you both so much. Love you. Okay, can I just say thank you so much for saying I'm a queer woman? Like, we'd be like, I don't know what this person <laughs> is. I have no clue. I don't know what. that. This I, I feel like this helps us in our quest for uh, advice giving. So thank you. Um, thank you, uh, queer. Um, queer voice. Un- unapologi- oh, unapologetically. <laughs> thank you unapologetically. <laughs> well, before we get into that, I think there is a thing that I and um, – I forgot what show I was watching, but it's about women apologizing. Like oftentimes women apologize, like they'll like bump into some or not bump into someone, they'll do something and they're constantly saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I think there is a, I mean, this, you're talking about this in the parameters of, of your relationship with your wife. So that's different. But I know there is a big thing of women trying not to say sorry for everything because everything does not deserve a sorry. If I, I can think of an example, if I walked in a hallway and um, and I'm trying to get past you. I don't, I don't need to say I'm sorry, bitch. I'm, I'm I'm moving through the world. I don't need to apologize for my behavior. So there is that whole aspect that I want to consider. In well, sometimes I think there's a thing so socially, women often say I'm sorry instead of excuse me, sorry. Yeah. Or like they'll walk up and say sorry. Can I have a um? Yeah. And I'm like sorry. What do you mean sorry? Yeah, you're not sorry, yeah. bitch. You are. But yeah. but this but this yeah. is different. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, thought, yeah, she's yeah. saying like these two have had a disagreement, and she in 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 the and her her partner would yeah. like an apology. I don't know if they're married or not, but her wife or her girlfriend would like an apology. Yeah. And she's like, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I think that, um, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting into a car accident. You know what I mean? Like, don't, they're like, don't admit fault. But I think also like, if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, I don't think you should apologize. I Maybe I think there is a chance that you two can converse and find out how each other feel and get to each other's feelings. Um, find out why each other felt that way. Um, I think that that would that sounds healthier to me than just apologizing because your partner wants an apology. I, I agree hundred percent. I'm like I'm like you're not you're not at fault here. You didn't do anything wrong. I mean, sometimes just apologizing will make your partner feel better. So there is that part. I understand that you want to do for them, but then if you just keep on apologizing and don't you do anything wrong, then you're admitting you're you're, you're admitting guilt when you should not be. And I don't I don't think that's fair or right to you either. It also kind of feels like a lie a little bit. Yeah. Like you're not sorry. Like you're not like you're not sorry. You 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 just you just don't want to fight. You know what I mean? Which is which makes sense. I can understand just wanting peace. I I, I understand just wanting peace. Yeah. But also like you, I think that telling your partner you're sorry when you're not sorry can lead to some I don't know, some confusion down the line. When you uh, get back to whatever, whatever uh, was the catalyst for this argument, oh, it will come up again. And she's like, "Bitch, I thought you was, I thought you was sorry, right?" And you was like, "No, bitch, I said I was sorry. I was actually, oh, yeah, I, I sure. said I was sorry. I'm not sorry. For sure, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure." So I think that is something to look out for. But I mean, also, I also think it, it depends on the gravity of the situation. If, if like, if if you bought eggs and you and you ate the last two, and your partner was really upset. And she wants you to apologize for eating the last two eggs. Is that gonna fucking change your world for apologizing for eating the last two eggs? No. So I think you can. You, I think if you want to, I think that's fine. But if it's something graver or something a little more dramatic, then I think that that's another conversation. But if it's something trivial like that, who cares? They're fucking eggs. I'm sorry, I ate the last two eggs, babe. You know what I mean? I think that sometimes those last two eggs just over time it just keeps building up, and it's like. The last two eggs, and then the two eggs before that, the two eggs before that, the two eggs before that. By this time, we're not talking about two eggs. It's been forty-eight eggs at this point. You know what I mean? 
and, and I think that those, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I'm trying to think about, I guess Jacob and I really have not been arguing much since we um, moved to California. So, but, but when we, we, we were having a little a rough patch during quarantine and we, we, we apologize to each other. There, I mean, I also find that sometimes when you're arguing, there is, there is sometimes something to, to, to uh, apologize for sometimes because when the argument gets like contentious, a yeah. lot's happening. So much happens. You ever like sometimes, like sometimes in an argument, it just gets so contentious. You're, you're back and forthing so much that there's like that nine egregious things have happened by the um, time the conversation is over. That's literally this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally every yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I was like, I'm trying to think of a time where, bitch, every other episode <laughs> you're ridiculous I'm gonna play our next uh, our next clip here we go um also uh, what I'm gonna play this clip what I'm gonna say like every time we get into an argument on the podcast the listeners are so <laughs> like like wild <laughs> And I'm like, y'all need to, y'all need to like, I mean, we are, we are in a parasocial relationship right now. <laughs> and there's, and I, I, I appreciate that people are so invested in us, but they, they think they're so sure about our, like you and me having vitriol and hatred for each other. And I'm like, I promise you guys, me and Monet are fucking friends. Like Don't y'all speak are for me. like wild. Don't speak for me. You know what? <laughs> Hi, Money and Bob. My name is Jay. I've been a patron for quite a while now and a fan for longer. Not Jay DeVeo. I have this coworker that I'm very attracted to. He's very handsome. He's nice. He's sweet. He's funny. And he's strict. Girl. One day I told him how I felt about him. And in response, he says how he's undeserving of my feelings and that he's so grateful that I told him. Aww. I don't know how to take that, because what's worse is I get mixed signals from him. When he sees me at parties, he gives me a hug and squeezes my ass. And the feelings I get are Mary don't ask. Fast forward, he's my roommate now, and he has a girlfriend. But I still don't know if I should pursue him or just leave him alone. He's the only man I get nervous around every time we talk. What should I do? Um, okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I well, I, I think that he was very clear on how he feels about you. He said, "I am not deserving of your feelings. Do not give me these feelings." But I do understand that he's like hugging you and the the grabbing your butt and doing stuff like that and being playful. Maybe he thinks he's just being playful with you. But I understand how you're getting this, these mixed feelings. But I feel like he's been very clear as to, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> He told you, don't give him these feelings. He got a whole girlfriend. He is living his whole life. And you're like, I don't know what to do. But I don't want to I don't want to say that you're wrong for feeling that because I get the mixed feelings. But I feel like he's being very clear about how he feels about you. And maybe he's, and, and you know, and straight men can, just because he's straight doesn't mean he can't like have like a, a, a fun, cute relationship with you that's not romantic or sexual. He's just treating you as a friend. Straight guys be in locker rooms slapping each other butts, grabbing each other dicks and doing shit all the time. That doesn't mean they don't want to fuck each other. I think that he's just he's just being playful 
and Wait, they grab they grab each other's dicks in the locker room all the time, I, all the time. I mean, I've seen. I, I, do you not watch Euphoria? They be doing that in Euphoria. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they smoke. They smoke. The principal smokes crack at Euphoria High School. <laughs> yeah, I think the person being very clear, and I think he just tried to have a fun, broy type relationship with you that that is not sexual or romantic, and I think you should respect that. But you know, if 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 you can't be around it and it's like triggering you because you want to have sex with a person or want to pursue something, um, want to pursue something romantic, then maybe you should get yourself out of the situation, which is not living with them. If you can't handle the broy type friendship that he's trying to build with you, yeah, you know, I I feel like uh, touch like touching your friends' butts isn't isn't necessarily a sign of sexual attraction. I touch Monet's butt all the time. Monet smacked my butt. I touched Mateo's butt. I smacked Peppermint's Sometimes butt. Sometimes I jerk Baba like, off. Like we just we we're just friends. In the in in the locker in the locker room. <laughs> Doing crack um, with the principal. <laughs> I have smacked a lot of my friends' butts. And I don't think that that is necessarily I mean it is it is some sort of a consensual playfulness between me and my friends. Yeah. But I do not think that that is any. That's not. I don't think. I. I don't personally think that is a mixed signal. I think you are creating signals where there is no signal. Yeah. I think he gave you the signal. It was a sign, and it said stop. Yeah. He he made it very clear. It was in no unclear terms. He was like, "Bitch, I don't like you. Yeah. I am not interested in you. I am very flattered that you like me. You deserve to have someone who can give these feelings back to you." Yeah. Um. And also, like it, it just—I it, it, got to be honest—it it does not sound like a healthy relationship. Like, Monet, when you first started dating Andy, were you nervous around him, or were you like, because I mean, I wouldn't describe what I felt for Jacob as like nervous. I mean, I was excited to be around him, yeah. but I was never like nervous. Yeah, when I first started dating Andy, I wasn't nervous. I was just—I was, I, I, yeah, I was—I was saying I was excited. I would get like butterflies and stuff, and um, and I honestly had to do sometimes. And but it's not—it's not—it's not nervous. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm like nervous. It was just—it was like excitement. Like I'm. I'm I'm getting I'm I'm getting to be around this person. I'm with them. I'm spending time with it. Not nervous. Excitement is a better word for it for sure. Yeah, girl, you gotta no. This is this is not good. This is oh. this is a bad look, and you gotta stop and you gotta release your listen, baby. You are in a prison of your own design. Yeah. Release yourself from these shackles. This man is not interested yeah. in you. He has made that very clear. He has a full ass girlfriend. Also, I think that you might be I think maybe you've seen too many of these like uh, 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 gay Netflix movies or these old movies where a straight guy said, "No, no, I'm not interested," but he really is, and ends up having sex and fall. That is, girl, those are movies. That shit doesn't. That shit does not happen in real life. So I think you're trying to live this like movie fantasy of these tropes we see of straight guys and gay guys fa- fa- um, finding love in movies, and that's just not gonna happen. You can't, you can't live your life like and that. And on those rare occasions where it has happened, we do not need you sliding into the comments of this video saying it happened to right. me. We don't need that. Right? Don't, don't, don't. Do not. I, I, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You have the experience. I am here to invalidate your experience. I do not want you coming into the comment section here, giving this man some false sense of hope because one time yeah. you jerked off a guy. It, from like we don't right. want to hear about your toxic relationships with a yeah. straight guy. Yeah, no, so no, keep no. keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> and I yes, I am I I am calling that relationship shit. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I feel very strongly about closeted guys fucking around with queer people. I feel very, very, very strongly about it. It is dangerous. It is toxic. It is so bad for the queer person. And I cannot 
say enough bad things. I can't disrecommend it enough. Yeah, yeah. As someone who lived that life for a long time, I can agree. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for you. It puts you in a bad space. It's, it's very, it's very unhealthy for you. You deserve to find someone who will, who can love you openly and freely, and you can share that love and express it how you want to. Not behind a sheet, not behind closed doors, not in a hotel room, not secretly behind a locker. Like, you deserve open and free love. Can I say completely unsponsored? Unsponsored. No one's paying us to say this. I ordered the Choco Labs RuPaul candy bar today mm-hmm. because, bitch, this this season long commercial for these candy it bars, it worked on me. <laughs> and bitch, I bought a candy bar, so I'm gonna be doing a. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a review of one at some point. <laughs> Eat this. I can't, it's been on my mind. It's in the other room, and I cannot stop thinking about this fucking candy bar. I I literally you're my drinking the like, Kool Aid, girl. You're drinking the Kool Aid, girl. It's chocolate. <laughs> Dear Monet and Bob, my boyfriend's butthole is just so tight. Too tight. Every time we have sex, it feels like his asshole has a complete chokehold to the point of suffocating my dick. We've tried different lubes, but they all rub out too fast. Poppers are illegal in Canada, so they're super hard to come by. Really? This isn't help by the fact... I mean, this doesn't help by the fact that he prefers a spit fuck over lube 100% of the time. Are you joking? Sorry, I'm having a real-time reaction. I love my boyfriend and his butthole very much, but goddamn, what am I supposed to do when my dick feels like Bart Simpson's neck getting choked out by Homer anytime we try to make love? It's like my boyfriend shoved a bag of warheads up his ass and my penis is paying the price. Do you have any advice for loosening up my boyfriend? Sincerely, an increasingly claustrophobic top. Oh my god! Um, okay, a few things he prefers that gorilla grip, girl. But especially Listen. if his boyfriend is that tight, he prefers spit over lube. That's crazy. Well, I think the boyfriend. It sounds. I mean, it, it, we're, the the letter we're getting is from the is from the top, not from the hole. The, the hole is like I like that tight shit. Some people, some people like their holes to be punished. Some people are like beat it up, nigga. Bitch Catch a charge, fissures. extra large and extra hard. Well, he said what he said. He's his that gorilla grip bussy wants wants a little bit a little a, a hint of saliva. Just lean over the dick with a that lisp, and then insane. lean over the hole with a lisp, and then start slamming it in. That's insane. You know, I feel like I feel like, and everyone's body is different, but across the board, all buttholes are elastic. Yeah, like your butthole will it it will loosen up. I'm just gonna go ahead and lean straight, dive straight into the deep end, and just recommend you get a butt plug. Oh my god, that's what maybe, I was say. but yeah, a butt plug. You put you put it in there. You 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 like maybe if while you're making out, maybe while he's blowing you and you're blowing him, maybe while you're kissing, maybe while he's cooking dinner, whatever feels sexy to you all. You you uh, you just spit on the butt plug because he doesn't like lube. You just you just um. You just you drop a couple of tears on the butt plug and then pop it in his in his ass. Yeah. And by the time you're ready to have sex, it'll it'll feel good. But maybe but there's also just that he might like that, like the tightness feels good to him. But it doesn't feel good to the top, so it's not mutually beneficial. I say I like the butt plug idea. And 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 if you think if you're like, oh no, there's not one big enough, bitch, they have butt plugs that go up to like tw- like a fucking twenty centimeters, like I mean so twenty inches in, in in circumference. So there is a butt plug big enough. So I feel like if you think Try. I would say get a get um weird, right? get 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 a nice array of butt plugs. Maybe by three, you can start with like three varying sizes, like a small, medium, large, 
and try to open them up that way. And maybe, maybe, maybe you can, maybe this may be a perfect time to start, maybe try getting into fisting. The fisting community is booming in Los Angeles and New York, I've heard. So maybe you can get into fisting and maybe that can be the thing that, that brings you guys together and opening up with you, bitch, with your bare hands. Yeah, maybe. Also, how big is your dick? Like, is this like a big fat? Is your dick just really fat? Is it his hole, or is it your fat wrist wrist thick penis? Not rustic penis, like a fucking pizza. I said wrist oh. thick. <laughs> important that I would do that. Important. So like some tiny. Tiny, tiny girl being like, "Oh my god, it's my wrist." <laughs> and then she puts her el- her her forearm by his dick. It's like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Um, yeah, that, that's why. If, if yeah, you got you got to work on the hole. You just got you have to do the work to get the butthole loose before you um go in there each time. I don't know how long you've been dating, but that's what I recommend. Yeah. All right, I, I I got my thing figured out. All right, dear Bob Monet, I work in New York City nightlife. Oh, we probably know this bitch. Um, and I find there's a lot of messiness around people, bartenders, barbacks, queens, coach check people, etc. Drinking on the oh job. God. Y'all gotta get Bob going off. In your professional opinion, what's a good rule of thumb for drinking at your? Oh God, bar Bob's gonna Sincerely, say that. I already know Bob's gonna barback, say. Barback. I know Bob. Go ahead, Bob. I know you want to talk. Well, what do you mean? You what do you think? About, what do you, you 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 give your? I want you to give your your great advice first. Actually, <laughs> no, I went first last time. You're trying to go first. I think that drinking at work is um, a bad idea. I think that when you're at work, you need to be professional. I think that um, just because just because your job is to sell alcohol does not mean it is your job to drink it in front of everyone. Um, I think that especially you don't want to get sloppy. Some people, a lot of people. Not a lot of people. Some people can't hold their liquor. Some people don't know how to behave themselves. I also work in New York City Nightlife for years. I worked in New York City Nightlife for over a decade. And I've seen that same thing. I've seen DJs fully drugged out in the DJ booth. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. I can't. And we've seen it. You know what I mean? I have seen drag queens get so drunk they flip tables. I've seen drag queens get into full-on fistfights with people. If you all listen to um, Logan Hardcore's podcast, anyway, I was yeah, I was so drunk. Uh, I've seen Logan Hardcore. Uh, she said on her podcast, uh, get so drunk that she threw her shoe at a patron because he was trying to leave, and then the shoe ended up like ripping the ear of the DJ, the high heel. Um, and and in my opinion, that's not that's not cute. It's not funny. It's not fierce. Um, when I, whenever I've worked with drag queens who are wasted, it's not fun. Yeah. That, that, like, it's, it's, especially for the person who's, who's at work, like, that, but that's just how I, now I will say this there are lots of drag queens who get drunk at work and have had very successful careers. So I, I, I'm not saying that my sobriety is the, (laughs) oh my God. I'm not saying that my sobriety is like the key to my success for me, but it's definitely helped me out. And I'm not saying that um, Thorgy's drunkenness is not the key to her success. I'm sure it's helped her out <laughs> somewhat too. But I just, I, in my opinion, in my for me personally, I don't drink at work. And how do I do with my how do I do with my coworkers who do it? Honestly, I literally just take it in stride. It, like there's 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 it, it feels like there's nothing you can do about it because so many people are doing like I mean shots before. It's just one of those, even though, like, I know we're at a bar, 
I know where to borrow. I'm just trying to imagine doing shots before work at any other job <laughs> and being like, <laughs> oh, this different. makes sense. You cannot, I, that, that's not the same thing. If you, can, you can't say being a lawyer, taking shots before work. It's just different. You're not working at a bar. I am someone, Bob works, Bob and I work together and I drink. But um, again, I'm not, I, I, I'm someone who can handle my liquor. I'm not an alcoholic. Like I'll have, I'll have a, I'll have like one drink through audition. I'll be fine. Or I'll have like a, like when we do work the world, all the girls will take like a shot before the show starts and we'll have like a cocktail in the show and no one is messy or drunk or throwing up and not doing the numbers. It just doesn't happen. Um, but I have worked with girls who get fucking obliterated. No and one's messy. Like, have you not seen Derek Barry's haters roast? No one's messy. The girls I, get messy. I, I said girls that I work with. I've never worked with Derek Barry in, 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 in a professional setting. That's your friend from your season. I mean, I, Derek Barry normally does, Derek Barry doesn't normally get very drunk, but I'm saying you and I both know that like saying no one gets messy is not a true statement. The girls get messy. I, well, not I was, always, but there are times where the girls get messy. I at Work the World. I mean, actually, Asia Australia, I, there's that one bitch that was messy and she was live singing um, and she was gagged that she was like, I don't understand why the music isn't always the same. And we're like, bitch, it's... It, it, it's a fucking instrumental track. It's the same every night. You're not the same. You're drunk. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, so I've done I've done a lot of the tours, and like, typically speaking, most of the time the girls are on. But I have seen girls get so wish they come off stage, attack PAs, physically assault PAs, lock their lock their uh their their co-star out of the dressing room, and then like do the, like I've seen this happen. Like I have literally Ooh. seen this happen. So. So that's why that's that. Listen, anyway, that's why I'm saying. Yo, can um, I notice over the past couple months, Bob gets is has become such a pussy. But I'm sorry, I don't mean to use pussy as, as a pejorative. Wow. Um, y'all notice that Bob has become increasingly less say their names. The queen of say their names. Anytime it's him, he don't want to say. But when it's me, he's like Monet, say their names, say their names. Bitch, who the fuck got messy? Locked you out the dressing room and 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 and, and assaulted a PA. Who was it? It was Monet Exchange, y'all, and I didn't want to say anything. But it was, it was, oh my god! It was Monet Exchange. I was trying to protect your image, but you told me you want me to say it. So since you want me to say it, it was Monet Exchange. Oh my you god! Anyways, it, <laughs> uh, oh now you don't want me to say the name. Oh now the name's not valid. Um, but no, but I think that. Um, but I think that just because you don't get drunk every time does not make the times you get drunk okay. Being drunk at work is honestly is in my opinion. It is very irresponsible to the people you're working with. It is very irresponsible. I'm not saying it makes it okay, but I, I feel like some people I get do that, I get that we work in nightlife sometimes. and we're having fun and we're drinking and stuff. I get it. Trust me. I get it. I understand that I'm in the minority here. I just, I'm just trying to, and, and by the way, not just lawyers. I mean, I'm trying to think of any job where everyone's just doing shots before work and then that being cool. Like, that that, that sounds wild to we're, me. We're, we're talking about specifically out of our. That's why it's a little different, I think. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that it's okay for people to get obliterated at work. I don't think so. And I, just because someone has one night where they mismanaged themselves and they drank a little too much, I don't think that that makes... Yeah, that's not okay, but I don't think that that should bar them from having a shot before work or learning from that mistake and being able to manage themselves at work while having a shot or something. I don't think that that is the same thing. I mean, I, I've worked in a corporate restaurant before. Um, a few actually, and you can't. So, and I've also worked at um some like just like you know New York City bars, and if you work at like a New York City bar, you can do a shot with your patrons. 
we work at Ruby Tuesday, there is a absolute company policy. You under no circumstances are ever allowed to do a shot with your guests. You cannot drink. You cannot drink with the guests. Even if they buy you a drink, you literally cannot drink it. And in my opinion, that makes sense. Work. Sure. Because you are handling money. You are you are you're holding glasses, you're moving heavy kegs. It's it's wild. It is wild. But I'm a square. Shall we do the next one? Dear Monet and Bob, I'm a fairly new drag queen and I feel like my biggest strengths are sewing looks and performance. But that being said, I'm terrible with hair. I'm always getting red for it and my wigs just look rough. I'm not at a place to pay somebody to do my hair yet. I feel like I should spend more time focusing on performance and sewing and just having crunchy wigs so I can afford nicer ones. Is hair really a valuable skill to develop? And any easy hair tips or, or looks that I can easily make look nice? Yes, bitch, a, a fucking kitty cat wig. That's why I... That's my career was built on kitty cat wigs. We just take them out the bag. You didn't read the name. Oh. You didn't read the name. Uh, uh, Sincerely, uh, 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 Jasmine Kennedy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, bad hair day. Yeah, I think. Listen, I there is no shame in getting shake and go wigs for me. I I don't think there is. People love to read your name. Like, bitch, you are some bitch coming to the bar watching my show. You're not Andrew. You're not throwing your looks. You're not doing anything else. Mind your fucking business. If I want to go to the fucking wig store and get a $20 wig and put on my head and it still looks good, that's my business. Why do you care if it costs $20? Fuck you. And I think, and for, for the most part, especially when I'm starting in New York City, Bob and I, I think we, I think we can both we can both attest that there are queens like there's always one level that you're like don't thrive at like either you are a queen who can who can do who who's a really good performer and you can do good hair but you can't sell or you can sell and you're a good performer you you can't do hair or you can or you can perform and you like there's always like one thing you're like lacking on a little bit and I think that's fine I think you just work hard get your coins up so you can start buying wigs and selling hair and if if it's really important to you and you and but you want to have better hair. And because you think that's going to really improve your drag, then you can literally learn everything on YouTube. Everything you want to learn, there's a tutorial on YouTube to teach you how to do it. James Mansfield has, like, at this point, hundreds of videos teaching you how to style and do different wigs and, to, and, to, and like, te teaching how to, like, quaff hair and stuff like that. So if you really, really, really want to learn, there is a tutorial from James Mansfield on how to do it. Yeah, I think that there are things you can learn with hair. You know, I can't do hair, but I did learn how to do like a bun that looks good on that looks good. I learned how to um uh fix a hairline so that my hairline doesn't look like, you know, that um that that half moon. I, I learned how to like pull pull my hair back and put a fro. So whenever whenever I wanna whenever I wanna go outside of that and have a another nice hairstyle, then I'll I'll need help. But I think it's possible to try to learn one one trick that you, you feel really confident in um, so that when you wear your hair, you feel good. Also, um, when you do get your wig styled, I would go to one of these style, one of these uh, wig people who makes helmets. You want like like mm -hmm. wigs and grace, integration, um, um, Edward Scissorhands. Like they make helmets. Like your hair will legit- Stiff wear. Look it good. It don't move, it don't move. Exactly. Yeah, like you want you want stiff like you want that hair that is like you can that you can you can you know put on the bed or th it falls on the floor you can pick it back up and it still looks good maybe like honestly I think that a, a great wig like a great synthetic wig you could legit you should be able to get in my opinion roughly fifteen wears out of it I don't know how crazy you're getting if you're like if you're doing all this shit yeah then maybe 15. not but if you yeah. No, that's crazy. About I 50 to, performances. I used to get 50. 
Yeah, I, I used to like, especially like I would do, um, like I would whenever I do. That's how I basically staggered my work the world hair. I would we would do like fifteen shows and oh, then we have like a week off and then on that t- on that time off I would take my wig go get redone again. And I mean by, by the fifteenth one they weren't looking as as great. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, but if y'all go and look up, I don't know. I think it's like Look Queen, or Wizard of Oz, whatever. Bob used to have this red curly wig. I don't know who made this wig. Oh, it's on Drag that Race. Wig. <laughs> Bob literally <laughs> had that wig for years. Bob would get done with the gig, shove it in his bag, get to his house, and pull it out. And the wig looked like nothing happened to it. It was honestly, it was a modern marvel. It was insane. This wig. We'll, we will, Mitch. We need you to put it on the screen. The wig is the one from the Wizard of Oz episode. It is the one from the Wizard of Oz episode on RuPaul's Drag Race. That is the actual wig. So make sure everyone. everyone it was sees insane, that wig. Uh, y'all. I'm not even being hyper. I know we do a lot of hyperbole here. I am not kidding. Bob would literally <laughs> get. He would do brunch at from seven to, to, to nine o'clock in that wig. Travel downtown, wear it for liquid until four o'clock in the morning. Take it off. And what I say, and Bob wasn't even not treating his wig nice. He was not putting it in like a box and take. He would literally shove it in a duffel bag. Go home, take it out, put it, and then do. It was insane that wig. That is crazy. It would get caught in the in the cab door, uh, <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> oh, that, no, the wig, that wig was great. Yeah. Anyway, so baby, you don't have to be great at wigs. I, I would I would maybe learn one good trick. But outside of that, it's okay to outsource. Once you get the money, baby, outsource. Yeah, for you sure. know, outsource her, honey. Yeah. Um, that's it. We have it. We have um, another sibling advisory, Bob. I think we gave some great advice this this go around, and um, I'm happy that we were able to end nicely with each other, and you didn't turn into a monster this episode. I really enjoyed that part. I wish I could say the same for you. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.